1: listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. You can also find me on YouTube right now. All you have to do is type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Of course, you'll see a uh perhaps an unfamiliar face if you join us on youtube because rob kendall is out today his wife uh, went into labor so they're expecting the new addition to their family and uh in his place jim roberts has decided to join me also known as the dude last night when uh (laughs) rob texted and said that his wife's water broke i just kind of nudged jim and said uh you want to come into work with me today And 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 I said,
0: sure, right. Tony Kinnett's busy,
1: (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Guy Relford, sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. They they finally got through all of those people and then came to the bottom of the list and said, Jim, would you do it? And I said, of course.
1: No, it was actually, it was more like, eh, it's late. They're all sleeping. Let's not disturb them. You're here. Why don't you come in? You'll do. Any updates from Rob since we heard last? Uh, He just said, so far, so good. They're just walking around the hospital. That's
0: what you do when you're trying to have a baby and you're at the hospital. You do a lot of walking around
1: the hospital. Yep, yep. Trying to move things. Okay, so the Attorney General Merrick Garland, he's scheduled to testify before the House Judiciary Committee in September. This is going to put him face-to-face with one of his biggest critics, and that, of course, is the committee chairman, Jim Jordan, who has had a lot to say about Merrick Garland. The walls seem to be closing in on his politicized and weaponized DOJ. Of course, uh, David Weiss, he was the U.S. attorney that was tasked with investigating Hunter Biden, and he came out and said that his hands were completely and totally tied in regards to the investigation into Hunter and Joe. And that uh, whistleblower claims that uh, Weiss said he's not the deciding official on whether charges— can be filed. And now there's been another whistleblower that has come out and his name is Mr. X. That almost sounds like a superhero.
0: It does sound fun. I'd like to be known as Mr. X. If I'm going to be a whistleblower, sure, Mr. X. That sounds, like you said, sounds like a superhero.
1: Big X on your shirt? Yeah. It's it's almost like an Ominous. Oh, yeah. No, Mr. Mr. X X coming in with bad news. Hides in the shadows, mm-hmm. wears a hat with his brim down low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Ron Johnson, he says that he would like to see impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden, against uh, Secretary Mayorkas, also against Secretary Blinken, and against the Attorney General Merrick Garland.
2: Hello, Lawrence. Well, unfortunately, in the Senate, uh, Republicans are in the minority. You know, Senator Grassley and I, in our investigation, pretty well laid out the foundation of uh, the vast web of foreign financial entanglements of, of the corrupt Biden family. Uh, but right now, our, our Democrat colleagues have, have no interest whatsoever in the corruption within the FBI, corruption within the, the uh, Department of Justice. So it's, it's really in the House. Uh, it'll be up to them whether they're going to hold impeachment hearings. I, I, w- I would love to see impeachment hearings on uh, Secretary Mayorkas on the border. I'd love to see impeachment hearings on Secretary Blinken, who, who lied to my investigators, saying he never emailed Hunter Biden, although we have those emails. Uh, so he lied to Congress from that standpoint. And then you know, I think they could investigate uh, Mayor Garland on a host of issues, including the most recent—somebody's uh, you know, lying here. Either uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss is lying or Merrick Garland is, is lying. Uh, We skipped the bottom of this.
1: I know you're shocked. Someone's lying in politics. In the meantime, Hunter's not going to spend time in jail.
0: And it seems like the Republicans all they can do is just talk about this and I get that Ron Johnson's a senator and impeachment hearings and that sort of stuff have to come from the House but there's just a lot of talk about yeah, somebody should do something, somebody should do something and nobody's doing anything. Somebody needs to step up and sit here and say, okay, look if what happened was so egregious that it rises to the level of impeachment then lay out the evidence, call it for a a, a, a vote in the House and take the vote and see what happens. You're saying
1: nobody's taking ownership, nobody's taking in charge. Who's going to lead this?
0: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They're just talking about all of this and saying how so it's so bad and somebody should do something. Yeah, somebody should, and it's somebody in the Republican Party, and it has to be in the House because that's where these things start, yet nobody is taking charge and, and, and laying this out and moving it forward.
1: Kevin McCarthy did mention that he would start moving in that direction. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy He's also, also
0: said he was going to be a tough negotiator against uh, Biden in the debt ceiling limit mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy says a lot of stuff. A lot of Republicans say a lot of stuff. They're just not doing much for it.
1: It comes down to execution. Always. Ten minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That is Jim Roberts filling in for Rob today. So Bud Light, ooh boy, they're back in the news. They have launched a new campaign ad. In it, everything is going wrong at summer events. So they've got this song going on in the background. Yeah, good time. Good song. Bud Light. It's a good song. Yeah. Okay, so in the video... You see a guy trying to get into a hammock, and it flips over, he can't do it. You see two women trying to drag a Bud Light keg, and it's very heavy and they can't do it. And you see another guy Getting his feet burnt from the hot pavement, so he's stepping on a Bud Light cooler to cool his feet off. And you see another woman trying to eat a plate full of nachos, and a big wind comes and blows all the nachos away. It's like a blooper reel, right? Okay. Everything that can go wrong at your summer party is going wrong, and it's almost it's self-deprecating humor on Bud Light's part. Like they're saying, everything's going wrong. They're kind of admitting, okay, everything's we, going we, wrong. We get it here. We yeah. screwed up. Mm-hmm. We I we understand we're coming out on this. Yeah, look,
0: it's a pretty good commercial. I mean, yes, what Bud Light did and how they handled the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing was a total disaster, and 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 you know should be taught in crisis management and marketing classes and in you know college going this forward. This is an example. This is, this of what, what you, not to yeah, do. This is what you don't do. But let's let's look at it here from a bigger perspective. Is Budweiser has a very long track record of being a very good marketing company and a very good company of building up brands that connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I and yes, that's all been burnt down very quickly yeah, when it d- comes down comes to, the, to the Bud Light brand. Yeah. But I think that, you know, at some point in time, the, the Bud Light controversy and, and the sales are going to bottom out and Budweiser's going to have a chance to rebuild that brand. Now, it's going to take a long time, but I think this is probably a nice lighthearted, self-deprecating way to start rebuilding. Rebuilding that brand, and you know, trust is a funny thing. It, it can be lost in an instant, and yeah. as, soon, as soon as that trust is broken, you fall off a cliff, and, mm-hmm. and things go down. And we saw that with the Bud Light sales and that sort of stuff. And it's a much longer road to build that trust up. And so it may take Bud Light five years, or ten years, or, or maybe more to rebuild that trust and rebuild that 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 kind of brand awareness with their consumer but you got to start somewhere. And this is a pretty good start. And it's a pretty funny, pretty funny commercial. And, and, and like we said, self-deprecating and poking fun at themselves a little bit as it relates to the controversy. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is lighthearted, but if they really, really wanted to endear themselves to consumers, what they should have done was shown a video of that ad exec who was, Now fired at the end of the blooper reel with her uh, taking her box of things out of her office. Like this was the biggest mistake of all. Here's the biggest blooper.
0: I think that might have been a little too on the nose, but also not a bit. Well, I uh, like I said, she destroyed their company. But it's going to take them five or ten years to get back anywhere near where they were before. This is not something that they're going to rebuild overnight. So they're going to take this approach, and it's going to be a long, a long climb for Budweiser if they can ever get there at all.
1: So by the way, the uh, both group vice president for marketing, uh, Daniel Blake, and also the Bud Light marketing vice president, what's her name? Alyssa. Uh, They're gone, gone from the company. They're no longer
0: just on a leave of absence. They're no
1: longer on leave. They have been officially been terminated, but uh, Bud Light has been tweeting out, everything is going great. It's kind of like a, yay. Nothing
0: to see here. It's like that meme (laughs) with that little cartoon dog and the fire behind him, and Mm -hmm. he's just saying, everything's great. Everything's
1: fine. Everything's fine. Well, people are are just so upset because Bud Light has attached themselves to the transgender movement and uh, Donald Trump had something to say and he had a big opinion on what he's going to do if he wins the election.
2: I will immediately sign a new executive order to cut federal funding for any school pushing critical race theory, transgender <laughs> insanity and other inappropriate racial, sexual or political content on our children. As I said, I will keep men out of women's sports, and I will sign a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. Can you believe that? No, can you believe you have to say that? I'm going to sign a law to prohibit child sexual mutilation. Can you imagine saying that 15 years ago? People would look around, what the hell is, what's he talking about? That's taking place in our country. It's it's insane what's going on.
1: Yeah. It it, it is. Insane. He's exactly right.
0: It is crazy that we're having this conversation that you have to sit here and talk about having to sign a national ban on child sexual mutilation. It's crazy to think that we're having the discussion as to what is the definition of a man and what is the definition of a woman. Ten years ago, you would have never thought that these conversations would have been had.
1: Yeah. You know what? Yesterday evening, while I was uh, prepping out the show for today, I got a phone call and it was a survey and it was, I can't remember, I, I tried recording it, but it didn't work because it was everything that you would think it would be. The first questions were, enter your zip code. And then I had to say which um, age group I was in. Yeah, they were getting
0: your demographic right, information. Right, my demographics.
1: Yeah. And then the next question was, the third question was, what gender do you identify as? And I said, female. And then they said, what gender were you born as?
0: Interesting.
1: Female. And then the uh, entire survey was about, I, I'm pretty sure, well, she told me at the end, because of course I asked, who is this for? What is this for? You know, and it was for Veterans Affairs, but they asked a lot of questions about veterans. And in your community, do people support veterans? And after five questions, I think about veterans and do people in your community support veterans? Do you support veterans? I stopped her and I said, we're talking about armed forces veterans right and she said yes and I okay United States armed forces <laughs> you're asking me if I support them because I, I like I was blown away by the questions how ridiculous they sound right you had to make sure that they weren't I, doing a survey about Canadian armed forces I, had, or- I just wanted to make sure I, I thought this is so weird but then they went on to ask uh, you know they were asking about veterans and then they started asking about guns and then mental health and then it got really deep and dark and they were asking about suicide stuff and that's why i was like oh i i'm I'm done with this survey let's let's get through it but the the point was that it started off the very first you know the third question how what gender do you identify as well there we go it is 17 minutes after 11 you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc one after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter, Casey Daniels 317. You can find Rob on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. Uh, he's not here today. His wife uh, decided to go into labor last night. A little bit early. A little bit early, but uh, all, all good so far. They said they're just uh, walking around the hospital trying to make things move along. And of course, our thoughts and prayers are with the entire Kendall fan- family, and we hope that uh, it's smooth sailing for them. And I uh, can't wait to, to meet the baby eventually. So it's uh, it's a big cage match that people are talking about, and this is between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, and apparently... Elon Musk has found a new training partner ahead of this, the billionaire cage match. And on Monday, Elon Musk, he agreed to begin training with UFC Hall of Famer George St. Pierre. Am I the only one that
0: is excited about the prospect of a cage match between Elon Musk and Zuckerberg? No,
1: I am too. I, I
0: and, and maybe I'm in the minority. I would absolutely pay money for that on pay-per-view. How much would
1: you pay? Would you? Most, would you go to? Paper, what, I, well, I'm trying to think. Is the there a standard set? Is like 100 bucks? It's 100 50
0: bucks. bucks. It's a, it's usually 100 bucks. I think the last pay per view I bought was the. Conor—it oh, was the Conor McGregor yeah. uh, uh, Mayweather uh, boxing match. So yeah. that was the last big pay-per-view I bought, and that was a hundred bucks.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah, I'd pay a hundred dollars to watch that. I—I I, I couldn't turn away. Why? What gets you excited about this?
0: I love a big event. I—I I love billion. <laughs> I love the you idea. You love it when people I, go
1: I, to their extreme. I do. I, I love uh, uh, the idea
0: of two billionaires beating the crap out of each other. I—I mm-hmm. I, I think that it's just a scene. Right. I love everything about it. I would make an entire evening about it. I'd cook some special food. <laughs> (laughs) Get some special snacks, have some cocktails uh, around the TV. I'm fascinated by this prospect of these two fighting, and I would love to see it.
1: Would you invite me to this party? Of course. What what kind of snacks are like, what is the drink? Would you have a signature cocktail for this fight? And what would that be? It's
0: a good question. I think Elon, Elon Musk seems like the type of guy that would drink absinthe. (laughs) Like this exotic kind of uh, forbidden Mm -hmm. uh, foreign cocktail. Doesn't that sound right, Kevin? Like Elon would be an absinthe guy? He is uh, South
1: African, and I don't know. Maybe that's what they do is they drink absinthe there.
0: Just seems like that would be him. What would Zuckerberg drink? Zuckerberg. Now, see, Zuckerberg seems like he's uh, he's like a white wine spritzer sort of. Uh, <laughs> am I?
1: No, you're. You would- I mean he's, got, he's he's small, slight. Mm-hmm. Would you be rooting for Elon Musk? In I this? would
0: be rooting. Yes, I'd be rooting for Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Yes. Yeah,
1: it would be like um, when we were talking about pickleball earlier, where Elon wouldn't just move. Because he's he's sturdier, he's thicker, right? And it would be Right. Like, he looks like he could take a punch. Yeah. And Zuckerberg doesn't look like he could, but he would be dancing around him the whole he's time. Agile. He's he, agile. He can he can dance around him. You know what it reminds me of? I don't know if uh you guys remember this uh cartoon, but it was like, Hey Spike, Spike, Spike. It was the big bulldog and the little dog who was always trying to Hey, hey, Spike. Spike. Be friends with him and yeah. run him. What, what, what are we doing today, Spike? Yeah, you going it, over to there? Spike, right. I'm coming too. That that's what I imagine. Mark Zuckerberg is the little dog. Hey, Eli. Hey, hey, come here. Wouldn't it fight. be something though if what? Zuckerberg turned out to be this uh, like
0: incredible martial arts and comes in there and like sweeps <laughs> the leg and, and does the Mr. Miyagi uh-huh. uh you know <laughs> crane kick thing right to Elon's jugular? Oh. I mean I would love to see all of that.
1: Uh what about this training though with this George Saint Pierre? I don't know who this guy is. Is I, he something? To- I'm not a big UFC
0: fan. I, I I've seen some of them a little bit, but but don't know much, but I do know George Saint Pierre. I mean he was a big he was he was big in UFC probably going back ten or more years. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he was a champion for a long time and he, he was he's a he's a big tough guy, bald looks nasty. If I'm looking for somebody to train me for a cage fight, I'd look to George Saint Pierre. Yeah, that's that'd a, be it's, a good that's choice. a good choice.
1: Um so Elon Musk's dad said that Elon risks embarrassment and there there's no upside for him to do this.
0: I agree they both risk embarrassment. They're they're both these iconic titans of industry, billionaires that have mm-hmm. built companies into these massive entities and and they're known throughout the entire world. Yeah, that's why I want to see it. I want to see <laughs> I want to see one of them is going to get their butt kicked. Well, one of them's got to lose, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the fascination of this is yeah, you're right. There is no upside. There's only downside for one of them and somebody He's going to end up bloodied on the ground at the end of it. That's, that's totally bizarre and something we've never seen before. Can you imagine if, like, in, in the robber baron days, John Jacob Astor is going to box, you know, Cornelius Vanderbilt? I would have loved to have seen that, too.
1: <laughs> that would have been amazing. Well, his mom says, it's too dangerous. Don't do it, Elon. How can, can you imagine you're <laughs> Elon Musk yeah. and your
0: mom is still. Mothering you're a bill you're the richest man in the world you put a Tesla on a rocket and shot it into space mm-hmm. and mom is still coming by and going no no you can't it, it's too dangerous It's Ewan. too much don't do that
1: like what, mom, do I, what do I have
0: I'll to, be in my room
1: uh, what do I have to Gosh do? mom.
0: Why you got to do that? <laughs>
1: what do you have to do to prove to you that I'm a man even
0: the richest man in the world <laughs> is still trying to make his parents proud uh,
1: and yes. just get his mom off his case. Right. He's still trying to get his mom off his back and dad still not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. At all. Maybe therapy.
0: The first man in history to build a company that can compete with the big three automakers. Mm -hmm.
1: Nope. Still not good enough. Still doing
0: that Tesla electric car thing, son? Eh. You still (laughs) shooting rockets into space? Is that all? Messing around with your little toy rockets? Still trying to get his parents' respect all these years later. The richest man in the world.
1: (laughs) It is 1127. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It is 1133. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. My name is Casey Daniels. Rob is out today. Uh, They're having a baby today. So congratulations to them. Hope uh, everything goes smooth. Jim Roberts is filling in. uh, And let's talk about the big news for your TV. Ryan Seacrest, we called this... I don't know. A week ago, 2 weeks ago, we said he was going to be named as the new host of Wheel of Fortune and yes, in fact, he is going to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune, Ryan Seacrest, 48 years old, and uh he'll be taking over for the retiring Pat Sajak, 76 years old, Pat Sajak. He looks good for 76. Yeah, he does. Um so he Ryan Seacrest, he's going to begin the reign in 24 after Pat Sajak's 41st season. And Last I read, and this, this could change, but the last thing that I saw was that Vanna says she's going to stay, but only if she gets a raise. Good for her. Something she hasn't had in 20 years. How could you not get a raise in 20 years? Well, I mean- not that she needs one.
0: Well, and that's a... Uh, I mean, the, if you don't know the way they shoot those game shows, typically they shoot an entire month's worth of episodes in just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So they usually only work a few days a week. Yeah, what a gig, right? And she may be... And that may be her part. She may sit here and say, okay, look, it's a pretty easy gig. I work a couple of days a week. All I got to do is, you know, push this thing and the, and the letter comes on and and I get $3 million for it. That may have been her... She doesn't
1: even turn the letter anymore. She right. She presses it. Just
0: presses the, the little mm-hmm. box there and the letter comes out. So, I, I mean probably more of an opportunistic um, thing that she's doing here with the turmoil and Pat Sajak leaving that she says, you know what, it's been 20 years probably time for me to get a raise.
1: Yeah. Or just maybe... Say goodbye. I don't know. She might change her her mind, or they may change it for her. You never know. Uh, you know if the main host is gonna gonna go. Do you, uh,
0: Ryan Seacrest want to bring in his own people? Well, that's. I, <laughs> it's a. Dire, I guess you, I never possible, thought of it that right? way. But he could bring he could. in Kelly to be the new uh, uh, the new page turner. Uh, bring no, in Katy Perry from American Idol is going to come across, and she's going to be the new Vanna White.
1: Well, that would be something. That'd be amazing. But there's I would no watch way. That. There's no way that they would put that on Ryan Seacrest. It would never be known that it was his idea. Yeah, they'd try and tamp that down a little bit. Yeah. So he put out this press release. He said, I'm truly humbled to be stepping into the footsteps of the legendary Pat Sajak. And then he goes on to say all of the right things. And he said, I love the way you've always celebrated the contestants and made viewers feel at home and at ease. And that is something that I think Ryan Seacrest also does is part of his appeal is that he... He's confident without being cocky. Like he just makes you feel at ease. Like he's in control. He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's going. But he's just a normal average guy.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of Ryan Seacrest haters out there. But mm-hmm. but but the guy. I mean, there's no harder worker in Hollywood oh my than Ryan Seacrest. He still does a daily morning show on Kiss FM in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Up until just a couple of months ago, he was doing live with Kelly Ripa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's still, still doing, doing American America. Idol. His production company is huge. Mm-hmm. He does an incredible amount of work for his production company and cranking out new. TV shows all the time. I mean, left Kelly. Now he's going to go over to and, and 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 do Wheel of Fortune. I mean, he he, he you know it, it, this comparison's been made for a long time. But he's a modern day Dick Clark. He's yeah. doing all sorts of things. He's the everyman out there. I, I don't get the the hate that's out there for Ryan Seacrest. He's just a likable, hardworking guy making it happen every day.
1: Started as an intern at a radio station in Georgia and parlayed that into a multi million dollar company.
0: Right in thirty years. In thirty a years, billion dollar company. I mean, he created the Kardashians. Now I. I, okay, okay, If you want to give Ryan Seacrest hate for bringing the Kardashians into the world, I get that. But an incredible business move because uh, the Kardashians TV show was a massive financial success and, and made him and a lot of other people an incredible amount of money.
1: So Pat Sajak actually predicted Ryan Seacrest replacing him back in 2012. So Pat Sajak made a mistake and he cracked a joke and the prediction has come true.
2: In. I'm not sure. Let's look. <laughs> yeah, there are three in. Pick up that trip. $1,500. I uh, sea is on speed dial. <laughs>
1: That was that was over a decade ago. Pat
0: makes a mistake Mm -hmm. and says, oh, you better get Seacrest on speed dial, obviously alluding to you're going to fire me. So you bring the next. So, uh, you know, and looking back on it now, it's clear that this has been the plan for a long time. I mean, they've obviously had discussions about it. It may Mm -hmm. have been a joke in 2012. But now we know why probably Ryan left the Kelly show to free up more time for a couple of months ago to free up more time for him to do. Wheel of Fortune.
1: We have long said that I would make that trade, the the Ryan Seacrest, what he has done, because there were a few years there where you have to imagine that guy was working 60, 70 hours a week. Easy. Easy. But making a ton of money. Yep. Right. So you I would do that for a few years. Like if I had if I had to work like 60, 70 hours a week for three to three to five years to make all that money, I would do it. But then I would cash out. But He's still going. That's
0: what's amazing, because anybody that works at that high level, eventually you're gonna run into some sort of burnout and you're not gonna be able right. to do it anymore. But it's guys like him, guys like Elon Musk again. Yeah. I mean again these guys that are just driven to work these crazy, crazy hours and do it. I couldn't do it either I would, no, I, would I would be like, a, okay, that's enough, hurry. I'm done.
1: Yep. Uh, so the big question is who is the next Ryan Seacrest? Do we know him? Is he out there? Is he out in show business already? And he's just young,
0: it's, prob- it's probably a YouTuber or somebody on TikTok. Yeah. God, that's where the next Ryan Seacrest is going to be born and, and RB, I mean, Jake Paul, yeah. who, you know, again, a lot, lot of hate out there for Jake Paul, who for those who don't know is a big, big YouTube um, content creator and, and has millions and millions of followers. That's where we're going to see the next, um, mm-hmm. the next Ryan Seacrest come from. is going to be from TikTok or YouTube.
1: That's a really good point. It is 1139. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And that is Jim Roberts, who is filling in for Rob Kendall today. So this NBC poll came out and it said that Kamala Harris was the worst vice president ever. Like she's like negative numbers. It's not even like her likability is so far in the toilet. It's like it's like clogged.
0: But, and, that, and that was really surprising because I think the narrative has always been that Dick Cheney was probably the most hated vice president in history because he was obviously an architect of the of the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, Easily the most powerful vice president in history, which means a lot of barb. You're going to get a lot of barbs coming at you. You're going to be that powerful. You're going to be that active. You're going to get a lot of people that don't like what you're doing. So for as as much as many many people didn't like Dick Cheney, for Kamala Harris to be worse than that, yeah, when she doesn't do anything,
1: right? Well, maybe that's the point. She's
0: just standing there. Yeah, but that's what vice presidents usually do. They usually are just standing there. So for that many people to have so much hate for Kamala Harris when she's just standing there is Mm -hmm. is is a testament to how unlikable she really
1: is. It's it's the laugh, I think. Um, Maybe she should not hang out with Andy Cohen and actually work.
0: Now, secondly, I'm going to tell you the banger of the summer, okay? okay. That you need to play for your
2: people and they're going to love it. Everybody's going to go crazy. I like it.
1: Yes. This is the song of the summer, okay? (laughs) So you need to tell the DJ to have that going, Okay, okay? okay? All right. There it is. There it is, the laugh and the song. I mean, that's what she's doing. She's going on, you know, uh, lifestyle shows and being served up softballs like this. Like, let's download a song. She's the border czar. She is the one who is supposed to be taking control. Oh, we're told the border's secure, right? Because she's the border. Instead, she's getting her summer playlist from Andy Cohen.
0: Think of how close we are. And I'm not trying to be macabre or wish bad about anybody, but think of how close we are to pres- President Ka- Ka- Kamala Harris. I can barely talk and spit it out. Uh, think how close we are to President Kamala Harris. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden is 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 certainly in declining health. He's got an incredible amount of scandal mm-hmm. coming at him right now. Yeah. There is certainly a greater than 0% chance that he does not uh, you know, finish this term as president.
1: And how about that? For the first female president to not be elected.
0: Oh, the feminist? Can you imagine the feminist out there that they finally get their first female president and it was somebody that assumed the position as opposed to was democratically elected to the position? And
1: and, and, and earlier in the show, we played the deputy White House press secretary who referred to it as the Biden-Harris administration.
0: Which they haven't been doing up until this point. So it's almost like they're pushing... That's new branding. Can, Can you imagine... Donald Trump running against Kamala Harris oh, in 2024.
1: He wishes, he because would, that he would be would so be easy for him. He yeah. at the
0: prospect of running yeah. against Kamala. It is
1: 1142. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob is out today, and that is Jim Roberts. Before we get into break, I wanted to talk about this. It, did you know this? It's being called... Hot Dad Summer.
0: I, the first I'm hearing of this. You know, I'm usually pretty tuned into trends and in pop culture mm-hmm. and what's going on mm-hmm. out there, but I, I've heard of Hot Girl Summer. Yeah, that was big the last couple of years. But what's Hot Dad Summer?
1: Hot Dad Summer. It's why women are drooling over stroller candy. Dads who are with their kids. I don't. Is that is that a, a, an envy? Wait, thing? wait, wait.
0: So a Hot Dad Summer is is mm-hmm. is dads just being dads and the women that that Google mm-hmm. them? Yeah. What's in it for the dads? Oh. I thought a Hot Dad Summer would be you know going Going out with the boys and catching a baseball <laughs> game and you know, throwing some dice and playing craps or something. That sounds like hot dad summer to no. me. When it was hot girl summer, it was always about the fun that the girls would have. And well, now hot dad <laughs> summer, it's all about the girls ogling the dad. It seems like the dads are getting the short end of the deal on this it's
1: one. It's because, uh, well, this, this article is saying that women want a man who holds all of the characteristics of a good father. And so if you see a good father, that's very attractive to the single ladies.
0: This goes along the lines of the whole dad bod trend over the last five or 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's all part of that.
1: Yeah. A doughy dad bod. That's the. Different. The, uh, yep, different uh, yep, from uh, from hot dad yeah, summer. Well, I'm, you not, know, you I'm, know, I'm
0: the poster child for doughy dad bod. That's for sure.
1: Uh, somebody was uh, curious how you felt about the uh, picture of me with RFK Jr. Because, you know, he's got a hot dad. Bob. He's ripped.
0: I know. I, 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 I had no problem with you posing with RFK Jr. even after that picture of him with his shirt off looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger came out. I'm not, it's like I'm like uh, from thre- Anchor. You, you weren't
1: threatened by I that. I wasn't
0: threatened. I was, I was like I was Will Ferrell and, <laughs> I, was, I was like Will Ferrell and man. I'm not even mad. That's just impressive. I mean he's in his 60s and 69. he's got pecs and uh-huh. guns and uh-huh. he was all oiled up on the beach with yeah, his was. shirt off. Yeah, was. I, uh, yeah. was. I, I, good, good for you, man. Do it. it Enjoy. Good.
1: It was good for me too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's 11 44 on 93. double It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob is out having a baby today in his place. Jim Roberts is sitting in and a former U.S. ambassador to Russia said that we are witnessing the final saga of Vladimir Putin. He said that uh, Putin has been humiliated and it's uh, it hasn't happened a lot of times in his career. And he does still control the state. He still controls the security apparatus and he still has lots of bombs and guns. And John Kirby, a spokesperson for the White House, he was asked if Biden was upset that Putin is still in power after that attempted coup that happened over the weekend. But of course, in uh, typical uh, Biden administration fashion, he just ducks and dodges the question. And uh, he was reminded that Biden said Putin shouldn't be allowed to remain in power. Do you remember when he said that? Well, let's listen to John Kirby try to answer these questions.
2: The president at all disappointed that this episode came and went, and Vladimir Putin still in power.
1: The president is focused on supporting Ukraine. Uh, we didn't, we're not taking sides in, in this internal matter. Uh,
2: the president is going to make sure that we're staying focused on Ukraine. He
1: did say, though, in March 2022, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Regime this change might have changed that.
2: Regime change is not our policy. We've been very, very clear about that. Uh, what we're focused on is making sure Ukraine can succeed on the battlefield. What was his
1: okay so he was asked what, what do you call it was it an, an attempted coup Was it an attempted takeover what do we what are we labeling this as what are we branding it as and uh john kirby hmm, got nothing what should we call what transpired over the weekend I think, is uh, it a mutiny coup or attempted coup in our rebellion we're not slapping a bumper sticker on it ed
0: That's a good response. I mean, the United States government doesn't have to have an official position on naming internal conflicts within other countries. Mm -hmm. I do find it interesting that that reporter called Kirby out saying that in you know, a year ago, Biden said this man can't stay in power. Right. And now they're tiptoeing around even what to name it here. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a change there. But this has always been a very tight line that the federal government has had to walk here in supporting Ukraine, yet not going overboard and, and to the point where, you know, Russia does something crazy.
1: Well, he says it, this is an internal thing over there in Russia. We're, we're not involved in that. But we are involved in that because... Yeah, Wagner and Przeghani. $500 million dollars going to Ukraine, who they're fighting a war with.
0: Przeghani and, and Wagner aren't marching on Moscow if there's not a war in Ukraine. And the war in Ukraine wouldn't be going on today if not for the U.S. support of it. It would have been over a year ago or longer.
1: With the $500 million that we're sending that was just announced yesterday. Well, uh, Wagner or Putin, one of them's got to go. There can't be two of them there.
0: Yeah, this is this is that's the way dick that's the way autocrats and, and, and dictators work. When somebody challenges the ruler in power, either the challenger goes or the ruler goes mm-hmm. eventually. So yeah. one one of these guys is 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 gonna have to go. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see which one it is.
1: Okay, so let's talk about what's happening in Florida. Panama City Beach, now the deadliest beach in America. After three tourists, died swimming in the Gulf of Mexico. This happened over the weekend. It's been a total of seven people who have died at the beach in the past nine days. Uh, So they're citing rip currents and uh, dangerous swimming conditions. The death toll is now the highest of any U.S. beach for this year, 2023.
0: It's been a bad year for the Gulf Coast of Florida because just a little bit, the big story from yesterday is just a little bit up the road from that is Destin, Florida. Mm -hmm. And former NFL and college quarterback Ryan Mallett drowned. Uh, that just came out yesterday, um, that information. So Ryan Mallett played for the University of Michigan for a little bit. I think he played for Arkansas, played for the Patriots and a couple of other teams in the NFL, played about four seasons as a backup, but mm-hmm. was was a fairly well-known college quarterback as well. And 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 was currently a high school football coach and, and unfortunately drowned in the last couple of days uh, right by Destin. So uh, a big story. And I know that a lot of people love to go vacation in the panhandle of Florida. The mm-hmm. Gulf Coast is absolutely beautiful. But man, when they've got that, double black flag warning up there that means you got to stay out of the water and and unfortunately people are just not heeding that advice
1: well because they just they think they're immortal right oh i can do it it's 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 the beach when i fly down to florida florida
0: if i'm not going to go into the beach black right. flag warning or not i'm going to go in and it's just it's just it, it's really a sad story and, and ryan mallet's passing has kind of elevated it because he was a popular sports hero and and uh, uh, it's a lot of tragedy down there happening
1: now they say when you get caught in a rip current you're supposed to swim parallel Like sidearm, you swim sidearm and you swim parallel with the beach.
0: Until you get out of the rip current, which is counterintuitive. Right. But everybody, and I think that's where a lot of people get into trouble is they try and fight that rip current. As soon as they realize they're in trouble, they try and get to the closest path back to the shore.
1: And what you're supposed to do is go parallel. And you're supposed to swim
0: parallel until you get out of it.
1: Okay. What about this? uh, Oh, no, we don't have time for that story. It's time to say thank you. Well, thank you for having me. And and goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for coming Best of luck to Rob
0: and his family and the new baby coming.
1: That was awesome that you came in today. Thank you, Jim.
0: A lot of fun. Thanks for uh, having me, both Casey and Kevin. You
1: want to go fool around?
0: Let's do it. Okay. Nooner.
1: Thanks, Kevin. Thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.